the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in to the Bruce Woolley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, editor-in-chief of The Ohio Press Network. Find us at theohiopressnetwork.com. I'm coming to you live from Studio 4 here in Columbus. It's Thursday, October 19th, 2023. And the phone lines are open at 844-TALK-989. That's 844-825-5989. Israel, Issue 1, protests on campus, campuses, if you will, or in the Capitol building during official business. Uh, All those things are in play. Or anything else you want to talk about, give me a call. Let's start today at college campuses, uh, maybe specifically one college campus. Snopes is trying to downplay the protest at Penn. Did you read or hear what's going on there? Students there marched and chanted, Israel, Israel, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide. Snopes, the old fact checker, stated that uh, the chant is an old one, often used. So I guess we should just let it go. Uh, Also noting that it didn't call for genocide against Jews. Now, that was something that some posted on social media, places like Twitter, Instagram, saying that the students were favoring and chanting about genocide to be committed against Jews. Uh, Snope said that what they were doing in Gaza equaled genocide, meaning the Israelis, the Jewish Israelis there, uh, were committing genocide against Palestinians. But new video evidence, some played this morning by a guy that many in the mainstream love to dismiss, Glenn Beck, seems to contain chants calling for the ultimate end. Now, in all transparency, I'm not sure what exactly that means, whether that's a nuclear war or genocide. I don't know. I don't know. But again, it looks a lot like what happened when Donald Trump said, go down to the Capitol. Having the peacefully and patriotically protest part of his speech clipped because he said, go down to the Capitol to peacefully and patriotically protest. But of course, the press clipped that and played it on a loop for you. So that it would embed in your conscious and subconscious mind the idea that this guy was a traitor and and, and an insurrectionist. Uh, But the half-truthing born of omitting the entire event or chant aside, let's sit down for a moment in this clearly anti-Israel, anti-Jewish culture we now find ourselves. I'm old enough to remember a time when even Ohio Republican governor – Mike DeWine, used his daily presser at the urging of a frothed-up Ohio press corps, I'm sure, to rebuke an Ohio lawmaker whose wife compared then-Ohio Department of Health Director Amy Acton's actions 
to Nazi-like tactics. Now, Acton said, and I know that she said this because I'm the guy who asked the question. She said uh, that in order for us to get back to a normal life during COVID, that we might have to have immunity certificates and show them in order to, to regain our privileges, you know, like they do in other countries. That, of course, caused alarm bells to go off in Ohio's civil libertarian community. And the pushback was, show me your papers, right? That dystopian thought, a visceral response that many had because what she said smacked of support and foreshadowing for a police state. Keep in mind where we were back then. Ohio was largely locked down and locked out at that time. But even the Republican governor had that gut visceral response that caused him to rebuke the lawmaker and warn of the appearance and degradation that kind of talk has on the Holocaust, which, by the way, was tragic, gross, disgusting. And those words don't even do it justice. It was purely evil. Hard stop. It's also history. And if we don't learn from history, we're apt to repeat it. Do you remember that anytime anyone opened his mouth or her mouth during COVID responses, warning that it felt like government overreach and Nazi-esque, journalists, TV anchors, activists, politicians railed against those Americans, spent a lot of ink and a lot of paper chastising, correcting, trying to cancel people while upholding the Holocaust for the evil that it was. Now, should we bastardize the Holocaust? No. Never. Did some people overstep? Maybe. Maybe some didn't. On a case-by-case basis, it could have been examined and determined. But the mob, the progressives, globalists, media, the mob back then didn't do anything case-by-case. It was zero-sum. It was all-or-nothing, baby. And if it contained a hint of minimizing the Holocaust, they labeled it anti-Semitic. And that is the point. The same folks who were hunting anti-Semites like Elmer Fudd hunting for a particular rabbit are gone. They're gone. They're silent. Crickets. Well, you know, I'm going to correct myself there. Not all of them are silent. Some of them are speaking up. Some of them are writing articles, etc. But what they're writing and openly talking about sounds a lot like, is the counterattack from Israel in line with the attack Israel endured from Hamas? And giving full vent to the anti-Jewish ignorant hate being spewed by people who are blaming Israel, blaming Israel for the terrorism of Hamas, which, by the way, Hamas is a proxy for Iran. And that's interesting, isn't it? Why? Because the U.S. just released $6 billion to Iran last month when pressed about it because, you know, it seems like a bad idea to negotiate with terrorists. The posture was essentially if Iran backslides, we can always refreeze these assets. Hmm. 
Does raiding a concert during a religious holiday, your proxies raiding a concert during a religious holiday and killing, raping, and dragging captives through the streets qualify as a backslide? Does the beheading of Jewish Israelis qualify as backsliding? How about the murder of the elderly and taking captives, Jews and Americans, and using their lives as bargaining chips? Does going door to door in a town and killing and raping family members qualify as backsliding? And just how does Israel counter terrorism, quote, in balance? What concert do they target to ambush? What Gaza community do they go door to door to kill, rape, and take captives? National News Correspondents, are you listening to yourselves? Ohio Press Corps, people who went apoplectic when Amy Acton's overreach was compared to German government overreach. Where are you? Where are your posts railing against the pro-Palestinian, anti-Jewish demonstrators, congresswomen, and activists? Where are they? And to the rest of us, are we paying attention? Are we awake yet? I pointed out last week that the same group of people who marched under the BLM banners in 2020 are the same people fervently defending the passage of Issue 1, which in summation would exponentially increase the murder of unborn children in the womb for essentially any reason an abortion doctor chooses. And abortion doctors are empowered by Issue 1 to make those decisions. Why does that matter? Because black women make up about 6% of our population and about 50% of abortions are performed on black women. Do black lives matter? Do they? Last week I told you that the left, the Marxists, the globalists, and they're all on the same team, in the same league, vying for the downfall of our constitutional representative republic, championing the expansion of communism. Those folks never let a tragedy or catastrophe go to waste. I told you they would try to tie funding for Ukraine to funding for Israel. Why? Because the D.C. district laundromat needs more clothes. The launderers need more garments to send overseas so they can be washed and returned. It's true. The shell game continues right under our noses in the midst of tragedy. Triggered. Approved by the tragedy, actually. Just this morning, U.S. Senator J.D. Vance's press team released an op-ed that Vance co-authored on this very topic of tying more Ukraine funding to aid for Israel. But before I read it, I also want to acknowledge that there are two lawsuits that have been filed and have been temporarily restrained despite efforts from Team Biden to stop them. One alleges that millions in COVID relief funds went to a group accused of harboring Hamas Hamas terrorists. A second claims the Biden administration knew U.S. funds were aiding Palestinian terrorists. Now, our legal researcher at the Ohio Press Network is all over that. We'll have more on those cases later. And uh, I'll be back on the other side of this break to talk to you more. Hey, welcome back to The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor filling in for the Bruce Hooley. It's an honor to be here with you. Thank you for tuning in, uh, whether you're on a drive, whether you're at the office. 
And uh, I want to remind you that we'll later discuss Senator J.D. Vance and Dr. Kevin Roberts. Uh, might be in a few minutes, depending on what we get into here. Uh, he wrote an op-ed that was published in The Hill, and uh, I think it's important. It discusses uh, Israel, funding for Israel, and funding for Ukraine. At 11.35, I'll be joined by State Representative Beth Lear. That's in about 13, 12 minutes. And uh, Beth Lear will give us an update on her bill aimed at keeping biological males separate from biological females in bathrooms, changing rooms, and overnight spaces. Kind of seems like common sense, right? But then we're also going to talk about the stunning and seemingly misogynistic response to her bill from Democratic lawmaker Joe Miller. You don't want to miss that at 1135. And uh, second hour at 1220, I'll have a board candidate for Southwestern City Schools. Julie Lascani will be here to talk about her platform and unpack her ideas for improving education in that district. And of course, you are welcome to call me at 844-825-5989. That's 844-825-5989. Let me know how you see this conflict. It's not conflict. It's war in Israel. And whether you see the hypocrisy from Democrats, progressives in both parties, by the way, and of course the press. Now, last segment, we began talking about Israel. The essence of what I said is this. Americans compared draconian government measures including lockdowns, to Germany. Those Americans were labeled anti-Semites. Today, congresswomen, college students, government officials, activists, dare I say TV anchors, journalists, publicly support Hamas terrorism, blaming Israel. That, however, is peaceful, anti-war, Civil disobedience. There are not only two tiers of justice in this country. See Donald Trump and his 91 charges. Or are they 92 or 96? I think it's 91. See also parents who spoke in favor of their rights and education at school board meetings and were flagged by the FBI. But we obviously have two sets of rules. And one thing I've learned is that, you know, I'm a guy who loves honest, open dialogue and exchange because I realize we all have different worldviews and our schemas, that really is our experiences, how we grew up, what we experienced, that largely impacts our worldview. So with different worldviews, we have different ways of thinking and feeling and behaving, and obviously those things produce different outcomes. But good, honest, open dialogue is necessary because robust debate and dialogue creates fantastic public policy. It also etches understanding for our fellow man. But you have to have a a willing party to that exchange of ideas. You have to have a willing party to debate. We don't have willing parties. We have people who have a worldview And they claim that their worldview actually includes diversity, equity, and that they are extremely inclusive. And what they really say is 
believe everything that we believe and you're on the team and we'll talk to you. If you don't, we will shame you. We will guilt you. We will belittle you. We will besmirch you. And ultimately, we will try to cancel you. And we will use our friends in the press to play judge, jury, and executioner because they don't have any repercussions for their actions. And if you don't bend a knee to our cause, we'll take that route and we'll ultimately cancel you or ruin your reputation or make sure that you lose your job or have people in your circle begin questioning you because you came against our diverse, inclusive, and equitable stance. Arguing with people today who have a separate tier of justice, who have a separate set of rules, is maddening. But the problem is, the root of the problem isn't necessarily that. The root of the problem is they lack morals. They're self-interested. It's about the person and their cause. And that's where I think a lot of conservatives get tripped up. Many conservatives believe in truth, good versus evil, right versus wrong. The other side, they call that binary. They're postmodernists. Everything's relative. There is no truth. The truth is what I feel in the moment And what I feel in the moment is probably what I think is going to get me the outcome that I want. And it's all about me. It's not about the family. It's not about the country. It's not about God. It's about my progressive agenda. Hey, breaking news. And I just sent a text and made a phone call during the break. And I hope to get more information to flesh out the skeleton of this uh, breaking news headline, but Ohio's Jim Jordan will not seek a third speaker vote. And as he was questioned about yesterday, he is allowing the house to empower the interim speaker. My guess, I know Jim Jordan, I've talked to him is that he will say, this is about getting the work of the people done. And moving things forward expeditiously without getting wrapped around the axle of grandstanding and GOP politicking. But we'll find out more. I have some calls in. I have a text in. I actually have a call right now from Washington, D.C. There it is. So uh, stay tuned. Up next, we'll have State Representative Beth Lear. I'm going to do some research on the break and see what's going on with Jim Jordan in this House speaker vote. But you don't want to miss Beth Lear. She has a common sense bill aimed at making sure that biological males, you know, XY chromosomes, don't change, use the bathroom, and share overnight spaces with XX chromosome females. Uh, And you're going to be stunned at the response she received from a fellow Democratic lawmaker. She's a Republican, but a fellow lawmaker. Stay tuned to hear on The Bruce Woolley Report. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.